welcome to episode 13 of the One Life Podcast. We are your hosts, Chris and Jenny Graby. Our mission at One Life is to inspire you to take risks, dream big, and to live your life on purpose. Guys, I want to take a quick second to share a special offer with you today from our good friend, Andrea, over at AndreaHowie.com. Andrea is an incredible hand lettering artist whose mission is to encourage the God-given courage, hope, and faith in your everyday life. We literally have her beautiful scriptures and quotes hanging all over our house. All over. All over our house. (laughs) I love coming around the corner and seeing them on the wall to remind me of what's true and keep my heart and mind moving in that direction. Absolutely. We love her. So, hey, we have a special offer with her. Uh, You go over to her website, AndreaHowie.com, and enter One Life for 15% off. Check out all of her stuff. She's great. Let's support Andrea and show her how much we appreciate her. All right, guys, we have a special episode today. And if you're thinking about trying something new or going for a dream of any kind. Or if you're married to someone who is. Yes, you are going (laughs) to want to listen to this conversation today. We have a couple on the show. It's Valentine's Day week, so it should be, you know, it's right that we should have a couple on. And they are one of our favorite couples on the planet. We're talking about Noah and Aaron Labhart, and they are some of our best friends, but they are truly inspiring. Their story of jumping out of a comfortable full-time job and taking a huge risk to start a business on their own. And we're going to talk about what it means for Aaron as a wife to support her husband. It's a lot of great stuff here. We love them so much. Yeah, you're going to love hearing from them. Aaron and Noah are just two of our lifer friends y'all. Just people that we are tethered to for better or for worse. They're those friends for us. And you guys are going to just fall in love with them. They are just some of the most remarkable people on planet Earth. And as you listen to their story, you'll understand why. Their hearts are just solid gold and they are two of the kindest, most servant-hearted people you could ever encounter. Absolutely. And so, you know what I love is that Noah was actually my very first business partner ever. Mm -hmm. And so, I got bit with the entrepreneurial bug and he did at the same time. And so, They're a huge part of our journey. So we're so glad you guys are here today. You're going to enjoy this and love it. Get ready. Here we go. All right, guys. Hey, it's another episode of the One Life Podcast, and we are here with our amazing friends, Noah and Aaron Labhart, and we love them so much, and we're so glad you guys are here. Thank you so much for coming on the One Life Podcast. Thank you for having us. Happy to be here. here. Absolutely. We're going to have some fun. All right. So these two people have, man, babe, let's just kind of, how do we explain what they have been for us well, in our life? I was trying to remember, guys, when we even actually met. I remember. I think it I was remember. a church. Yeah. 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 I know it was a church. I think we were, Aaron and I were both pregnant. Yes, we were. Yep. Yep. No. Yeah. So I think, it, you know, it was a church and then I, we, you know, kind of built a relationship and did the small group thing or whatever, mm-hmm. but man, had no clue. We had no clue like yeah. what this friendship would become and what you guys would mean to us. And so it has been an amazing, I don't know what, close to six, seven years. Yeah, I yeah, think it's seven years. I think it's six, yeah. My goodness. I totally know. awesome. Yeah. Flew by. Amazing. It's crazy. So That's awesome. Yeah, so we've you know, been on vacations and seen us all have kids and done life together. Yes. So it's been pretty, pretty cool. Lots of babies since lots then. Lots of babies since then. Lots. We need kind a 15-passenger van. I know. When we go out to dinner, it's, yeah, it's yes, a party it's for a loud sure. Thing. The next yes. step is we're all going to get a compound. And, uh, <laughs> Not a bad idea. I like yes. that idea. <laughs> yeah, right? So, all right. So, you know, One Life, It's we're talking about risks and dreams and living your life on purpose. And we would love before we jump in, just, you know, I know people heard a little bit of your backstory on the front end, but how did the uh, Labhart crew come to be? Sure. So growing up, we both had dental families. (laughs) 
this is a very sexy this story. Is a very, wow. Yeah. 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 Oh, this is a family sexy. program. Yeah, I know. So, you guys may need to turn a fan on. It's about to get <laughs> crazy in here. So yeah, dental families. Aaron's dad is a dentist. My mom is a dental assistant. And my father is a dental technician. So lots of, lots of teeth people. Mm-hmm. And my mom worked for Aaron's dad. Uh, while we were younger, and actually, funny story, Aaron cleaned my teeth when I was. <laughs> that was actually our very first. Old, yeah. yeah, interaction no was way. me helping clean his teeth at my dad's dental office. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, that is amazing, isn't it? <laughs> so that was like, wow, look at those teeth. <laughs> look at those look at the teeth on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> It was love at first bite. Anybody? Yeah, right. <laughs> Boom. Did it. Had to do it. I was lame. Oh, nailed it. Good job. So we didn't get married when we were 16. No. Um, we didn't even talk to each other at no. that point. Went to school, moved back. I was playing in a rock band and I invited, I think I invited. No, I think somehow I was invited to this show at the Ridgely and he was playing and that was the first time that we actually, other than cleaning teeth you know we met i've seen those teeth somewhere he clearly has not been wearing his retainer exactly (laughs) clearly he got wheels off after that so that's where we first yeah so that's where we first met and we went out on a few dates after that but i was trying to be a rock star and she was still at school so we didn't actually continue seeing each other after that but about a year after that she moved back to the area and we got back together and got married a year later. Yeah. Very cool. So now how many years married? Oh, no. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> one. Come on. Why do I not know, know this? We just had an anniversary. Seven, eight. Eight. Seven or eight. <laughs> 78. <laughs> no, it is eight. It is eight. I'm always the one who doesn't know. If it, it is eight. It is eight. It is eight. Yes. It is eight. eight. Yep. Congratulations, guys. Yes. Eight years. We know how long we've been married. Yes. Eight years. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Good job. Okay, so we know that you guys recently took a big risk in your family. You took kind of a a faith jump for the Labhart family. Talk us through that, what that looked like for you and how it turned out on the other side. Sure, sure. I'll take that from my perspective. Yeah. But I want Erin to see hers too. So about three years ago, uh, I was working in corporate America, working for a company called Alcon, and just wasn't really feeling like I was making a difference in the big corporate world, which I think is pretty common. And I have entrepreneurial blood in my veins. And, yes. uh, Dental entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a strange um, mix. Yeah. Strong yeah. teeth yeah. and strong entrepreneurial <laughs> urges. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but (laughs) just go with it, man. I'm just going with it. So yeah, and my my best friend and I, Chris Graby, maybe you guys know him. Oh gosh, Um, he's a swell cat. That guy. (laughs) That guy is awesome. We started a little side business called G Lab, making mobile apps together. Which was let's be be honest here. You were the genius behind the making portion of the whole thing. (laughs) The brains of the operation. That's for sure. It was a good partnership. Uh, Yeah. Absolutely. Visionary and executioner. Executioner? Executioner. Executioner. Sometimes you've got to be, you know? you got to do it. Whatever it takes. Um, So anyway, so G-Lab was totally a catalyst into 
of how an entrepreneurial thing even worked. Mm-hmm. And um, I got the itch and I was just like, I think this is what we're supposed to do. And we prayed about it a lot and we talked to friends about it and talked to you guys a lot about <laughs> it and tried to be as smart as we could and prepare ourselves financially and try to, to leave with, you know, without burning any bridges. And so we did. So in April in 2015, we jumped out and started TouchTap and uh, have been going ever since. So we've learned a ton, a ton the last few years. So tell us what TouchTap is. Sure. TouchTap is a native mobile development software agency. Uh, so we make apps. We make mobile apps for smartphones. Make great oh. mobile apps for smartphones. <laughs> yeah. That's why today's sponsor is brought to you by TouchTap. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I back up a second. How long were you in the corporate world? I mean, how long were you at this position? Was this the only place you'd known when it came to employment from a outside of college perspective? What, what was the story there? Sure. Uh, no, great question. I was in the corporate world for eight years before that. I graduated from Texas A&M in 2005. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop. I'm wearing my ring today and never, never of comes course. off my finger. It never comes yeah. off. Those and Aggies are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. And I'm married a Sooner, so I hear about how crazy mm-hmm. I am all the time. <laughs> All right. Uh, so 2005, graduated. 2006, I worked for a year as a consultant. And then I switched over to working at Alcon and worked there and for seven years. So quite a long time. I had great jobs. The people that I worked for were awesome. I learned a lot from my mentors there. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't uh, what I ultimately wanted. What was cool was to be a front row seat in this whole thing. But I think the thing that I, I want people to really understand is that you work really hard. And when you work, you put your best foot forward. And you were kind of a champion at that place. Your bosses loved you. Promotions kind of came and people kept getting put underneath you. And when the time came for you to step out, I mean, you had really found yourself in a really great place financially, from authority, the opportunity to lead people. So it, it wasn't like, it was this, well, I'm not doing well here. I guess I'll just jump out. There was some real risks that you had to weigh in that. I would imagine. Talk to me a little bit about that from your guys' perspective. Yeah, sure. You want to? Yeah, I mean, definitely. There's always risk when it comes to shaking up a really good situation. For us, it just came down to being in a good position and really feeling like God's best was on the other side of the comfort of knowing what's going to happen as far as the paycheck and as far as, you know, just the comfort of that stability, really. Mm -hmm. I think we both sensed that this is a good thing. So it's great. And there was this trajectory that looked awesome and was going very well. But there was also, you know, exactly every step that's coming next. And as much as that's a blessing, that can also just kind of lull to sleep. And I I think from my perspective, I definitely saw that. Like I saw Noah's always got so much grit and so much tenacity and so bright. And that was still there. But there was almost this oppressive thing on him, you know, and it wasn't a, you know, we were so grateful for what we had. I mean, it was what the American dream says you're supposed to be happy with, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. like, well, this is what we're supposed to do is climb the ladder and retire. And that's it. You know, I think when you find yourself doing that day in and day out, you know, there's something more inside of you. I think that was the big thing for me. It was, you know, looking at him and knowing that there's something else that he has to give the world. Just from my perspective, that's what it looked like. Yeah, well said. Missing out the great 
for the textbook good. I think another risk was in leaving all of that textbook good was sort of like what everybody thought kind of thing. Yeah. Family was like, why are you leaving the yeah. stability of this thing? You know, right. you could retire here and be happy and all there for sure. I think the thing that I've learned is, you know, we've kind of done this thing called life together and watched you on this journey is, um, man, just seeing the growth that's happening to you and the ability to, yes, you are calculated, man, but I think it's just been neat for you to take some jumps and go, okay, I don't know what's necessarily on the side. I think I have an idea, but I, I think there's a part of it that I really want the audience to know that you really are a calculated risk taker and you think okay. through and you process out or whatever. I would love to know, Noah, like, I think you're on the other side of this thing. It's like, yeah, it all worked out, but I think people need to know that this was a massive decision for you. It was a really, really big decision. Kind of give me a little bit of the internal thought process that you were having, the dialogue that you were having with yourself, and maybe even before you brought it to Aaron or as you did bring it to Aaron. Like, Because I think sometimes we get past this other side, but we can't forget how important those moments are for our life and for our future. At different points, the dialogue was all over the place internally. So like out Alcon, I'm wrestling with this. Something in me sort of feels like it's it's not being used and it's some level dying, some level like being underutilized and there's something something more. So it's like on the inside, I'm going, okay, yeah, I'm checking all the boxes and I'm, I've got the report card here, so to speak, but I've still got some juice left in me that's not being squeezed. You know, I'm not using all my gas here in my gas tank. And just kind of wrestling with, okay, what is it? What am I supposed to do? So, you know, I felt at times felt scared, felt like, what is this next step? At times felt like numb a little bit. And then when started seeing the path play out more, this is what we're going to do. The internal dialogue was more excited, like, okay, this is mm-hmm. going to be awesome. You know, and then the calculated risk taker in me is like, okay, I see the path forward. My juices are flowing again. Like this is starting to come alive. This feels good. Uh, I can do this. I have some fire underneath me ready to run. And you start to feel good about that, starting to see the path. But it's at the same time going, okay, am I really about to do this? Am I really about to risk all of this, leave it kind of on the table? You know, mixed emotions there too. And then even after made the jump, you know, some days it'd be like, holy cow, this is the best job ever. I love it. This is great. And then some days I'd come home and be like, Aaron, what are we doing? (laughs) Why are we doing this? This is not fun at all. You know, it's like the entrepreneurial roller coaster. And so the dialogue, I guess for me, was just all over the place. Totally. Yeah, I love that. Um, Aaron, one of the things that you told me, it's just really stuck with me when we kind of stepped out into our transition season, you said it's not enough for you as a wife to just put on a good face. You have to actually get your heart into the place where you can genuinely support him. And I just remember being like, oh my gosh, you're right. I can't just grit my teeth and say, sure, yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) I'm with you. And like you said, no, you have to get your heart, whatever you need to do, get with God, get your heart into the place where this is your dream too. And I've watched you do that with Noah and lead your kids through this well by your attitude and your support of him. So speak to the wives for a second. I know without a doubt, there are women listening who feel that way. Like you were talking about seeing your, your husband kind of in a place where, yeah, he might be making good money and yeah, he might be in a comfortable place and we have a house and we have all these things that the American dream tells us that we need, but there's something in him 
that I see falling asleep or, or I see him becoming numb and I want him to use all the gifts that God's put inside of him. But I like that comfort of that paycheck every week. Talk them through that a little bit. Sure. First of all, I just want to say, if you're in that place, it, it is scary, you mm-hmm. know, and and that's totally okay. But taking that to God and really asking Him to take your fear on, because really mm-hmm. what you're doing whenever you're coming alongside your husband is if he has a heart that's following God and is submitted to God, you're submitting to the thing that God has put in there and you're becoming committed to to helping that grow, you know, to, to helping that come out. And so I think it's really easy to look at your husband and say, what are you doing? You know, like yeah. what what are you doing to me? What are you doing to our life? But really, if he's following God, it's God's ultimate plan to grow him into the man that he made him to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're right. Like, you know, you could say, oh, this might take away our American dream. But I mean, I just got to a place where I just wanted to see my husband be alive again. Not that he was in a deep depression or anything like that, but just, you know, you know the difference. And and he knows the difference. He knows the difference between when you're gritting your teeth and smiling and, you know, not really on board Mm -hmm. in your heart. And when you've done the work within yourself to come alongside him and catch a vision for what he is believing for, you know, yeah, it's just, so good. I mean, now, of course, it's easier on the other side that everything's going great. But um, I think it is, it's a legitimate work on your part that mm-hmm. is so valuable. And I'm, you know, I want to be a blessing to my husband. I don't want to make it harder for him yeah. to be fully alive. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, that's great. You know, I think there's going to be women out there who have dreams mm-hmm. and they come to their husband and say, yeah, Hey, I've got this vision. I've got this dream. And it's a husband's got to get to that place to go, okay, I'm loving my wife and leading my wife. How can I support the vision, the dream that's inside of her as well? So I think it goes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Whoever the supportive spouse is toward the dream of the other spouse, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Go either way. So it makes me think we're talking about the risk. Let's talk about the dream. Noah, when you stepped out, what really was your dream? What was your hope and prayer for this thing? What did you want to see happen? And has the dream come to reality or has it gotten better? Love to hear that. Sure. Um, I wanted to make a difference. Like I wanted to provide quality service and it be reflected in the output of me or my company. It's great. I was going to say, just from my perspective, I feel like there's a shift in um, the openness to opportunities. You know, maybe before there just wasn't that mindset, you know, I think Mm -hmm. for both of us, because you take a risk and you step out and listen, it's not perfect. I mean, there are bumps in the road. That's part of any success story. And we had yeah, big ones. (laughs) (laughs) But you can look back and God completely proves his faithfulness. you know, to you, if you are, you know, know that he's put that dream in your heart and you step out in faith, even when people are telling you you're crazy, he -hmm. will always redeem that, Mm -hmm. you know, like he will always go with you. And I, and I think he's changed just kind of chiseled a lot of complacent fear off of both of our hearts and looking toward the possibilities of what he could do with our lives, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, We'll be driving around just talking about other businesses that we could start or other opportunities we could, and then she makes me promise that we're not going to start anything else for a while. At least for a few years. One dream at a time, please. Yeah. 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 So, so knowing what you know and the bumps and the ups and downs you've walked through, would you do it all over again? 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I in would. a heartbeat, would you do it? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean, so worth it. I'd start earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't wait this long. Well, that's awesome. Well, I think that, you know, probably leads into this next question. What advice would you give someone listening who's feeling this call to risk, right? To step out in faith, out in obedience to what God's calling to do. What, what kind of advice would you give them or what kind of guidance would you direct them on? I think that what I would say is pray about it, pursue God's heart about it, calculate the risk a little bit, because that, that's what I'm going to say, because that's me. Mm-hmm. But don't be afraid. I think that it's a very daunting thing for everyone to think about totally, you know, shaking your world upside down and right. doing something and, and going after a dream. It's incredibly risky. There's no floor there. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. could you could fall. <laughs> but don't let that scare you mm-hmm. because I mean you could soar too. There's no ceiling. You could fly fly high and that's for the resources that are out there today and the things that are there to help you. Don't just don't be afraid. The other the other thing I'd say would be to be around people who are going to encourage you to so believe in yourself and not let it go. Mm-hmm. To not put your dreams aside. Uh, I think that I mean, you guys have been totally instrumental in Absolutely. that for us. You know, Aaron obviously for me instrumental and yes. in encouragement and picking up and and stuff. So I think that's incredibly crucial. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. Well, it's been an honor to be there for you guys and to cheer you on. And you've certainly done that for us as well as we've (laughs) jumped out into this new venture. I joked with Aaron, like a couple weeks in, we just got the website up and put some t-shirts up and she texts me a picture of her wearing her one life shirt. (laughs) I just like... (laughs) I love that shirt. Oh yeah. I do. It just meant so much to me. You know, it's just a picture of what you guys do. That's how you serve. And that's how, that's the kind of friends that you are. You just show up in our lives. And I'm so thankful for that. And so thankful for you guys. I think, Noah, you kind of talked about it. But there being those days where you're on cloud nine, this is so much fun and you're doing what you love. And then there's other days where you're like, what in the world did I do? (laughs) We all have them because that's part of the process to anything great. And I think on those days, it's so important to have those friends that can cheer you on and and give you that encouragement that you need to keep going. So we're so thankful for you guys. We're thankful for y'all too, for for sure. We're proud of you guys. Yeah, very proud. (laughs) Very proud and cheering you guys on. Thank you. Okay, well, we like to close out by asking three questions. So we're going to ask you guys, and you can take turns if you want. What is a book that's changed your life? What's a discipline or habit that's changed your life? And what's a piece of advice you would give to a younger you? I think Aaron should go first. Okay, I'll go first. You've been going first a lot. Um, Let's see. A book that has changed my life. The book Boundaries by Cloud and Townsend. Hallelujah. Incredible. Amen. Love it. Um, Wish I would have read it when I was like 12 years old. Um, Exactly. uh, Let's see. The Discipline or Habit. I have, this is like not fun, but I've been cutting sugar out of my my diet, which maybe for some people is not a big deal. But for me, it has been... I've been addicted to sugar. So it was just time to do that and feel so much better physically. And, and then advice for the younger you. Yes. I would tell myself to not 
overthink it and just just do it more because I am such a thinker and Mm, not as much a doer as I wish I was. I just keep thinking about things and you could just save a lot of time by just doing it and learning from (laughs) your experience. So absolutely. Yep. I'm with you, girl. Some things you only learn by living. That's exactly right. Yeah. Wise man once told me. (laughs) All right, Noah, it's your turn. Me. Uh, So a book that's changed my life is actually recommended by Chris. It's Leadership and Uh, Self-Deception. An amazing book that you can't explain it. You just have to. (laughs) No, The book book tells you not to tell somebody about it. It says don't try to explain it. That made me so mad. Good boy. (laughs) Just a way for them to sell a lot more books. Right. You're just going to have to buy another one and give it to somebody. That is true. I was just about to say, I've bought five of them and given them away. So it works. It works. Totally works. It's a fantastic book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, What discipline or habit has made the biggest difference in my life? I think that getting up early in the morning, I was a night owl until I met Aaron and we got married. As soon as we got married, (laughs) I started getting up early in the morning. And for some reason, I just, I fell in love with it. It clears my head. I'm able to pray and have quiet time. I have me time, watch the sun come up, and it's really made a big difference. And then one piece of advice I'd give the younger me, uh, start earlier for sure. Don't waste time yeah. doing stupid, foolish <laughs> things. <laughs> start earlier, look for the opportunities and take them as soon as possible. That is awesome. Well, man, thank you so much, guys. Gosh, we love you so much. and love you guys too. I tell you what, we, we love you guys. So thankful for you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and yes. just really being a huge part of our lives. Yes. You guys are amazing. We're so honored to be here, guys. Yeah, thank you all so much. Us. We love you guys like crazy. Thanks. Do you want to say it with us? Do you want to close, close out the show thing out, right? with us? Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. We're going to say it like we always do. You only get one, one life. life. Live, Live it well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, What a great conversation with two amazing, amazing people. Absolutely. We love them so much. And I hope you guys do too. Now, after you've heard their story, their journey, they truly are some of the most amazing people on the planet. So, so thankful for them. And I hope you are as well. To follow the journey of Noah and Aaron, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. But if you want more information about Noah's company, TouchTap, you can head over to touchtap.io. And as always, guys, we'll have all the information from today's episode over in our show notes at our website, onelife.works/podcast. We'll have all the books that they recommended and all of their information so that you can stay connected with them. Absolutely. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. If this episode blessed you, we would love it if you would take a minute, head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review, and then go ahead and share this podcast with those that you care about and love. Well, that's episode 13 in the book. In the books. Done, locked and loaded. Thanks again, guys. And remember, you only have one life. Live Live it well. well. There's so much. (laughs) There's so much that... that Like, you can pick up my my book in Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) This would be a perfect chapter three reference. (laughs) Thanks for asking. Entrepreneurs, you head over to touchtap.io and you see it on the blog. Um, uh, Aaron, Facebook, any, any sure. people can reach out to you? You can Facebook message me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> she just, she's laughing because she just, I have all this, these messages that come in that I have to get to. So maybe I can get to them. We'll see. All right, we'll yeah. see. <laughs>